Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. A a true leader will show up differently. He will do the right thing. He'll make mistakes and own up to them. And uh, communicating that to to the group and, and, and fostering that culture is very powerful. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoso. Welcome. How are you? How's your day going? Well, thank you for taking the time to join me today. This is episode number 85, and I am really excited to share the conversation I had with Anil Gupta. He is a world expert on relationships and happiness. He has coached some of the world's most famous celebrities on the planet, including Mike Tyson, and was also a guest speaker with Richard Branson on Nectar Island. He enjoys helping people overcome obstacles that prevent them from living a fulfilled life and has appeared on stages all over the world. In our conversation, Anil takes us back to a time when he first met Tony Robbins and how that chance meeting changed the direction of his career. He shares a story on how he went from being broke to being an abundant man. He shares the G3 and how it could make a difference in your everyday life. We talk about the gratitude exercise, how you do it, when you do it, and where to do it. Our sponsors today are Pungo, a business payment solution that helps remove business payment friction by making payments fast, connected, and easy to use. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Now here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Anil. Hey, it's my pleasure, Edwin. Very happy to be on your show. Well, this, I'm just really super happy this happened. For those listening, me and Anil actually just met each other yesterday at a huge conference here in Toronto where he was speaking and we had met through some common friends and we're just like, let's just do a podcast while you're here. So thank you, Anil, for your time and your flexibility. I, I really love that. But I'd love to you know, start off, if we can, by introducing yourself to, to our listeners today, for those who may not know who you are, what you do. But really, what I'd like to know is if you could tell us a bit about who is Anil and what does he do when he's not working and helping business leaders grow? Okay, so I, I'll tell you who I am. Uh, my name is Anil Gupta. I'm a ninja warrior, freedom fighter, and an unstoppable warrior that will move, touch, and inspire anyone who comes in his way. And that's my mission in life. My mission is to uh, to reach 1 billion people. That's 1,000 million people by December 31st, 2020. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. And hopefully we help you touch and reach those people and, and it resonates out there. Um, so why don't we get a little more into that, that work and that touching a billion people. Tell us about it. What, what is, what is your current roles or your responses or the type of work that you're doing? And and obviously you mentioned 2020, you're trying to hit a billion people. Is there anything specific that you're going to be doing to get to there? Well, you know, there, there's one sentence that changed my life and that was this, be so great that you cannot be ignored. And that that's a quote by Steve Martin. And I added something a little bit extra be so great that you cannot be ignored. And if you are ignored, it doesn't matter. I realized I had a gift, but I was playing a smaller game. 
I was comfortable. And as human beings, we love to be comfortable about being comfortable. And we are uncomfortable about being uncomfortable. And what we have to become is comfortable about being uncomfortable because that's where you get the biggest growth. Oh, man, that's uh, that was a lot of wordplay. And, and, and it's really talks about many of the listeners that are, who might be out there who are either growing as an emerging business leader, you know, starting a new role as 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 a maybe a manager or an entrepreneur or hiring the first person and, and i and and i love that uh of being uncomfortable one thing i did and when i did my research anil when i looked at your career and for the listeners out there you know you you started a career traditional career i, I would say you were an optometrist and then something had happened within your career and i love to get into that that you changed focus. You started working with Tony Robbins, and now you're you're a world renowned coach. You work with executives and their teams. I'd love for you to share a bit of you about your story, um, maybe some type of key decisions that you had in your past. Typically, there may be a difficult decision that you had to make that eventually allowed you to incrementally grow. Yeah, um, I remember I, I was a doctor of optometry at my practice in central London. And one of my cousins called me one day, and he never calls me. Mm -hmm. But he sounded different. He sounded enthused, and I've never experienced that in his voice before. So I was a little bit intrigued, and he, he said what he was up to, and he invited me to an event, so I attended the event. And that's how it all started. I, I really had no clue what coaching was. I had no clue what personal development was because I lived in a world where that was uh, uh, not common or un unheard of. So that's where my journey started. I I, I attended one of Tony's events. Then I joined his platinum partnership. I traveled the world with him and really opened my eyes to a new world, which I'd never, ever experienced before. So talk to me about that, that day where you joined that event, you heard Tony speak. I mean, there must've been, and this is probably a couple of years back now, but for you to take the, the initial steps towards something that was the unknown or the uncomfortable, as you said, um, how did that process look to you at the time? Or was it just really like, let's just do this? You know, I, 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 the reason I, I, I went along with my cousin was I, I was a little bit frustrated. I was a little bit disillusioned. I, I, I'd lost my focus and uh, frustration, all of that. And then all of a sudden this man started to speak and it, and, and it resonated with me. Uh, the words that he said, the way he said it, the energy, the vitality, the thought processes, it really resonated with me, and I, I could feel a, 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 a huge pull towards him and his methodologies, and I, and I wanted to learn more, and I was up for it. I was enthused. I was energized. I was revitalized, and, you know, I got the old me back. And did, from that day on, was it just like, this is it? Like, it, it was a re reawakening, I guess, per se, right? And and you you basically left your old career or your old life, right? Really, it started uh, then, uh, ultimately leading me to to uh, find a new career. And I remember spending some time with Tony Robbins, and he said, Anil, why don't you coach for a living? I've seen the difference you made to me and to my friends and to the group. And I looked at him, and I, and I thought to myself, hey, how could I possibly be the coach? You're the coach. And as human beings, uh, this is what happens. People see a greatness in us that we don't see in ourselves. And the secret is to realize that we have a gift, we have a talent, and that we should uh, share that talent or gift. 
So was it Tony and those circle of friends that you were around that really made you realize that greatness you had or that talent? Because obviously, you know, when I talk to people and people talk to me, they, you know, these are words. And sometimes for some people, if you were to tell them that, and I'm sure this is a lot of your work, Neil is, is, is really understanding that it's in there and, and be okay with that, right? It is. And it, it all stems from one master discipline, which is awareness. Awareness gives you clarity. Clarity gives you focus. Focus gives you action. Action gives you results. And results gives you momentum. Momentum is what causes the massive changes in people's lives. And the, the defining moment didn't come to me until 2008. And may I share that with you? Yeah, 100%. I'd love to hear it. So I, I, I invested heavily in the stock market and the real estate, and obviously everything crashed. And I lost everything. And to be honest, I was on the verge of suicide. I wouldn't eat with a knife just in case I did something stupid. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't uh, walk in a busy street just in case I had 10 seconds of madness. And uh, I was fortunate in, uh, in being a able to be invited to a, a private event in Miami where Tony did a one-on-one -on -one intervention with me. His wife did one. His wife's brother did one. Then my wife intervened. I was really stubborn in those days. <laughs> um, I really realized that my, my identity was around money and things and, uh, and ego. And then I, uh, from that day onwards, I, I changed. And in that moment I changed, I did one thing that saved my life, and which was I gave. In the minute you give, in the moment you give, there is no pain, there is no suffering. And I started to give, and the pain disappeared. I started to give the pain disappeared, and I thought, oh, this is good. This is interesting. So I followed that, and I would never have been able to do that without the awareness. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. And for those who are listening, um, when Anil gave me his, his business card yesterday, I mean, it, one of the first words is happiness. And, and there's a formula on here. I, w I wanted to bring this up, Anil, because I love your business card. And, it, and it's sort of a reflection as well. So I could see myself in it, right? It's H equals G3. And the first, the first is give, right? So, so tell me about the other two Gs as well. It's give, grow, and gratitude is what you wrote on, your, on their business card. It is it's H equals G cubed, which means that it, uh, it's all multiplied. So the first G is you have to give. Give your time, your energy, your love, your commitment, your joy. Uh, give you away, give your money away to other people, but not wanting anything in return. It's so powerful. You know, as, as a society, we've forgotten how to give. It's a, and all of these things are muscles. We've, we've not developed that giving muscle. Once you start uh, developing that muscle, and I have an exercise for all the listeners out there, uh, perform one or two or three acts of kindness today and see how you feel and see how the other person feels. And, you, you'll you'll notice a big difference. You'll notice a vibrational change in you. You'll notice a, a peacefulness uh, because it, it's of pure intent. Um, the, the second G is gratitude. You have to be grateful for what you have and don't focus on what you don't have. So, Edwin, I'd like you to do one thing for me. Yes. Okay, look at your hands. Okay. Back and uh, the back of them and the front of them. Mm -hmm. okay, when was the last time you thanked them? Wow. I can't even remember, to be quite honest. They've done everything for you. Thank you. What was a beautiful thing you did this morning you were not able to do if you didn't have your hands? It would have been picking my daughter. Yeah. Holding her hand. Bring her to daycare. Yeah. 
See, these are the small things, but they really are the big things. We take them for granted. Wow, that's amazing. It is, isn't it? Yes. How much would you give to get them back if you lost them? Everything. If, oh my God, I can't even. I can't even imagine that type of situation. And the second G is gratitude. Okay, we spoke about gratitude. I remember a time I was on Richard Branson's island, and I slipped and fell. And guess what? I grabbed with my left hand. Your other hand? A cactus. Oh my gosh! I had two hundred barbs in my hand. I was very upset for about a minute or two. Then I, I was grateful. Why do you think I was grateful? It was because it was my left hand, not my right hand. The right hand is my tennis hand. That's the hand I I used to play tennis with Richard. Oh wow! So, so your left hand grabbed the cactus, and yeah. you know, you know what? That that actually thought of something. I used to snowboard all the time, and I would always brace myself with my weekend. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that the same thing? Well, no, uh, because what happened was I was very upset. Mm-hmm. But then I, I've, I've got this strong muscle, which, which tells me, Anil, in this moment, how can you be grateful? And sometimes it's difficult. But then I realized, oh, my God, it wasn't my right hand. I write with my right hand. I play tennis with my right hand. So in that moment, I changed my focus. And what you focus in is what you got, get. So if I focused on all these uh, barbs in my hand, I'm going to be upset. But if I focused on, oh, my goodness, it wasn't my face. It wasn't my hand. Thank goodness for that. It's just a muscle, and, and we need to exercise this muscle. So I have uh, an exercise for your uh, listeners to do, if, if I could share that. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for sharing. Uh, write down maybe 30 to 50 things you're grateful for, and they don't have to be big things. It could be you're grateful for pen and paper. You're grateful for a front door that you could lock. Uh, you're grateful for a carpet, anything at all. And notice, be aware of how you feel as you write them down. This one exercise is so powerful because, you know, we're running around doing things and not being. We're not being grateful. We're not being giving. And it's the being that's more important rather than the doing. And I remember a time I was coaching a a young lady and I said, you know, write down a few things you're grateful for uh, about your husband. And she said, I can't think of a single thing. Then after a bit of coaching, she, she managed to write down 200 things. Wow. And that one thing saved her marriage. That's a great exercise. And thank you for sharing that. I'm, I, was, I was writing a couple of things and I could feel myself get into the present and, and really being thankful as well. Another exercise I, I do offer people is to write down 10 to 15 accomplishments, things that they've succeeded in doing, like graduating high school, getting a diploma, winning a tournament, uh, doing something uh, that they've accomplished, winning a trophy, whatever it is. I, this one exercise is very powerful because sometimes we feel, oh, my life is a waste. I've never, I haven't achieved anything. But then if you look back, you know, there are many, many things you've achieved, but we, we've not focused on them and we've not given them uh, much attention. And when you start doing these exercises, uh, your, your, your vibrational energy changes, how you show up changes, how you feel changes. Yeah, no, for sure. Question for you, Anil, when you do these exercises, and I'm sure you get into these in a lot of your workshops and when you coach, is it these doing these exercises, is it something that maybe for our listeners, 
Is it something we want to do weekly, monthly? Do we want to keep these in our in our foresight so it's always in our in our mind? Well, you know, um, the giving I would do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Perform one to to five random acts of kindness uh, every day. Um, the gratitude should really be a morning exercise, an afternoon exercise, and an evening exercise. But just um, just say I'm grateful for you know uh, having an office, having a car, uh, having the ability to pay for a metro ticket or a, a simple things, mm-hmm. and then uh, do it during the day a couple of times. And in the evening, a couple of times, just to build that muscle. And um, if I share the third uh, uh, G, which is grow, you have to grow emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally. Mm-hmm. Now, the beautiful thing about this uh, formula is this: whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're not feeling on top form, always look at the formula H equals G cubed, and one of those three Gs will absolutely be lower than the rest, way lower. So all you have to do is focus on the lowest G. If it's giving, start to give. If it's gratitude, start doing uh, the exercise. If it's growing, work on growing, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally. It's such a simple formula. It conforms to all the laws of the universe, and it gives you clarity because sometimes you you know you're not feeling well or feeling good or feeling excited, but you can't put your finger on it. This is a good, quick, fast way to get clarity. No, that's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that. And I wanted to share a quick story with you, Neil, as you were talking about giving earlier. And I have uh, I lived in downtown Toronto, which is a big, big city for those who've never been to Toronto. And I do little acts of kindness. I give, I give to people. I, I say thank you. I say, I even say hello, which is a, which is a give or a smile to me in my mind, is you know to to a perfect stranger. But I remember just recently, Anil, I had I had a hundred dollar gift certificate for a a voucher for a train ticket, and I couldn't use it. So I had a uh, I had told the teller, I says, hey, for the next person who who needs to buy a train ticket, can you just give this to them? My gosh, my the energy or the feeling just overcame me. I, I it was a new feeling for me because I always give little small things, but this was I mean a hundred dollars is 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 not it's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty significant. But I felt my body something went right over me, and I, I it was like I was shaking almost. Yeah, because all your values are, are lined up. You know your integrity, your honesty. You did the right thing. You did, and the beautiful thing, Edwin, is this. When you did that, you disappeared. Your ego disappeared. You disappeared and you completely served. And people will experience this. And it's a beautiful feeling. It is the most incredible feeling on the planet. Yeah, you're walking away, right? I mean, I'm feeling that energy right now or that shakiness. And the memory came back. And it was an amazing, amazing feeling. Something that I haven't really experienced um, in that sense for a long time, right? Um, because if I'm in the habit of giving a lot of small things, that's nice. I always, I always feel blessed and I have that gratitude that I have a lot of things to share and give or whatever it is at that fact. But that was, I mean, that was a very recent uh, experience. That's why it came to my mind as you told me that, that. So I just wanted to share that with you and then got your insight. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely an alignment and it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And you know, if, if, if you're aware of that alignment, beautiful things happen. So I'll, I'll share something with you that happened yesterday. So my mission is to move, touch, and inspire and serve as many people as possible. So I, I was uh, uh, 
on on a street yesterday and a man came up to me bit of a homeless looking guy mm-hmm. uh, he, he couldn't speak he had a an address and i and i pointed him across the road so i saw him go across the road then i looked across on the other side of the road and i saw the exact same address and i thought oh that's where he needs to go but i saw him going to starbucks and i thought you know what they may not treat him as well so i waited to cross the street i i went into starbucks pat touched him on the shoulder and said, hey, hey, buddy, come with me. And I took him across to, to I didn't take him across. I just said, look, that, that's where you need to go. And I saw him go across. I made sure he, he got in and everything was good. But that was an, an alignment because I, I, I really didn't want to cross the street. I thought, oh, he'd be okay. Then I asked myself, Anil, is this in alignment with your values? And I said, damn, it's not. And then what you got to do? Hey, buddy, you got to go. And then it was easy. Right. Right. And, and that's, and that's that awareness where you start with, right. And really understanding who you are and what you want to do. And, and, and it makes you feel better. You, you, you like, there was no regret for you going across the street, right? None whatsoever. I mean, I had a bit of a conversation with myself, but it lasted one second. Yeah. But, it, you know, but before it would last uh, uh, 30 seconds, but as you, as you develop this muscle, it gets easier and easier and easier. And then, making the right decisions makes it so much easier. You don't have to think about it. The right thing to do here is this. The right thing to do is pick up that paper on the floor, but it's not my piece of paper, but the right thing to do is pick it up. Okay. I'll pick it up. You know, and and these, these conversations I have with myself last, you know, half a second or less than a second. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, uh, I really appreciate that because I see that in myself and I see myself getting quicker at it. And, 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 and sometimes you don't even realize that that you're just doing the right thing sometimes, right? It becomes second nature and it, it becomes who you are. And it and the beautiful thing is it becomes effortless after after you exercise this muscle. Yeah, no, for sure. And Neil, I wanted to just switch a quick topic. It's very I think it's very um it's aligned to what we're talking about now, but it is something that I had I had found very interesting when I was looking into a, a lot of your work and, and something that, that you mentioned. So I, I'm really interested to know why you believe that forgiveness is the express pathway to freedom. It really is. Uh, forgiveness is the express pathway to freedom. The quality of your life is dependent on the depth and authenticity of the forgiveness you extend to others and to yourself. See, we, we hold on to grudges, we hold on to pain, and it makes us ill. It, in the moment you forgive, you get freedom, but you cannot live a fulfilled life. You cannot live a joyous life without forgiveness. People are walking around with so much resentment, and the resentment is like you taking, you, you're taking a poison pill, hoping someone else will change or someone else will get hurt. It's not going to work. You know, your life is about you. You are the author, director, film producer of your life. And by you renting out space in your head, which is the most valuable real estate in the planet, it stops the great, beautiful thoughts and the kindness that belongs in your head that is taken up by resentment. Yeah, I could I could even think about you know, situations in my past and and whether it was personally or, or people in my life. I remember forgiving and saying sorry as well on both sides. And, and, and there was a release, a release, and I felt good. 
and and really doing that and i i always practice and i try not to put any judgment or anything and and really not to like you said keep that real estate in my head of of being upset or resentness because it's just it just doesn't nobody justice and especially with a family and a young child in my in my life i don't want to hold that energy around her right absolutely and you know people think that if you forgive you lose but no it's not about the other person winning forgiving means that you win if you forgive you always always win no that's great it's it's so true and and i really wanted to bring that up because that's something that uh you know even with my wife and uh, you know when we have conversations and within her workplace i just said you have to let it go and it's okay you don't know where that person has been anyways right you don't understand maybe they have a had a tough life and that's why you got the brunt end of the sticks. So just forgive them and let them go. Um, what I, I really want to <laughs> bring up the wordplay that you had earlier, Neil, because it's really, I know it hits a tone with me and when I talk with people in my circles, but you had, you had mentioned being, and if I get this wrong, definitely, definitely correct me, but it was like you, you talked about that. We all have to become like uncomfortable about being comfortable and uncomfortable about being comfortable like is that similar of in a sense of forgiving people as well but, but i mean uh, forgiving is going to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. so let me give you an example yeah when what was the most uh, earliest example of great discomfort for you oh my gosh F- earliest earliest memory mm-hmm. I, w- I would probably say the the ones that are coming up is probably when I had to go away on like a sleep or a camp that my parents had dropped me, uh, left me. Like I was going away from home for the first time. Okay. How old are you now? Me, I'm 42. Okay. So go back 42 years. What was the most uncomfortable period of your life then? All the way back then or or all, yeah. or all 40 years? No, go back 42 years. Exactly 42 years. I, I guess coming into this world. Yeah, how uncomfortable <laughs> was that? Oh, I was crying if I remembered correctly. Yeah. I want. I wanted. I, I was two weeks late. I don't. I don't think I wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt it was a cold world outside. My goodness! <laughs> so that was, you know, the most uncomfortable experience of your life. Then, you know, the next one would be learning to walk, uh, learning to crawl. These are uncomfortable things, but we never gave up. Learning to talk, we never gave up. The, the, the amount of learning ability in those first few years was immense. But then as we get older, we become more comfortable. We, we don't want to take risks. We, 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 we won't do things that may cause uncertainty. But, but with children, they're constantly doing it. That's why they grow so much. Yeah, that's why they grow so fast as well. I mean, I, I, my daughter's two and a half, almost two and a half, and I see her growing every day and trying and learning and asking questions. And it's so fascinating. It is. And, you know, coming to the subject of children, we had this discussion yesterday. Um, I asked people, what's the greatest gift you can give your children? And a lot of people say love, discipline, uh, kindness, uh, money. But it's uh, to me, and this is my opinion, is that the greatest gift you can give your children is give them the ability to handle life uh, so that when uh, an issue comes up in life, they can handle it. And this is something that leaders can do to their employees too. Mm-hmm. Give them adversity, give them tasks that they, they may feel uncomfortable with, because if they start handling those, it means that you don't have to handle those. And it allows you the freedom 
to work on the business rather than in the business. I mean, that's a huge learning. And when I talk to many business leaders, it's also, I mean, that that's also trusting that you have instilled that type of knowledge in them and the right tools or environment for them as well. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with Richard Branson, and this is exactly what he does. He allows people to mess up. He allows them to, to grow. He allows them to handle situations. I mean, uh, the other thing he did recently was he allowed all his staff to take as much leave as they wanted to. Now, that's a very interesting proposal because people will think, oh, uh, people are going to abuse it. But the thing is, people don't because they feel trusted. They feel that they have to uh, be honorable and do the right thing. Obviously, some people will dishonor it, but the results will show and they may not be uh, uh, gainfully employed because of that. But that's a big, bold step, and it, it means that the boss trusts us. It means that he has faith in us. And when we have faith in the boss uh, uh, or the visionary, we will perform. We will stick our necks out. We will be more productive. We will show up differently. We will back up the company, which in turn affects the profitability and joy of working for that company. No, I agree 100%. And I've read many many of the newer, like, startup cultures are, are providing these like quote unquote unlimited vacations. And uh, I think it's great. And it's definitely a trust and, and, and allowing people the freedom to, to do what they want in their lives as well and, and to bring their best selves back to the business. Hey there, business leaders. I hope you're enjoying the conversation that I am having with Anil Gupta. I was super happy to not only get the opportunity to meet with him in Toronto, but I had a chance to hang out and sit at one of his workshops. So if you are enjoying this conversation and have any questions about this episode, comments, or any feedback, please join me on my free private Facebook group where I share daily insights, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded business leaders. Go to thebusinessleadership.com slash fbgroup or search for the Business Leadership Group directly in Facebook. Now let's get back to it. Speaking about, I guess, employees and and those who are working for a boss uh, per se, what do you see, Anil? I'd love to get your insights on, on the biggest challenges facing emerging business leaders today. Uh, the biggest challenges, I, I think, are communication. We don't always communicate effectively and powerfully and authentically. So there's always some miscommunications in in in, in the leadership roles. And uh, this is where the authenticity and the vulnerability comes in because a, a true leader will show up differently. He will do the right thing. He'll m- make mistakes and own up to them. And uh, communicating that to, to the group and, and, and fostering that culture is very powerful. Yeah, 100%. So where do you see the younger generations now that who are coming up and sort of grew up in this communications, um, I guess, uh, renaissance per se with social media, you know, emails are getting shorter and they're, you know, they're looking like texts. Do you, do you, have you worked with these younger generations now that are becoming executives and C-level type folks and seeing a real communication breakdown? I, I, I see a huge communication breakdown, and I also see that, that their relationships are, are very, very, very 
negatively impacted because they just don't know how to have these relationships. They don't know how to talk, how to be vulnerable, how to really let go and have fun. You know, they're focused on uh, trying to get somewhere rather than be in the now and, and culture these relationships. Um, having a conversation with Richard Branson, we asked him, what are the most important things in your life? And he, he said, look, Anil, it's very simple, relationships and health. So a lot of the younger generation really do not look after their health and really do not foster their relationships because at the end of the day, that's all you have. No, hundred percent. I I totally agree. And thank you for 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 really putting an emphasis on the on those things because those are things that I try to communicate with with the folks in my life and and the community that's following me as well. Um, I know we've mentioned Tony Robbins and him taking you know you worked with him. Um, I'm wondering, Anil, if there was anyone else who had a, a real tremendous impact on you um, as a business leader or what you're bringing to those, this world, it could have been a mentor. It could have been family. It could have been your, your friend who brought you to the, to the event. Is there anyone who comes to mind? It's, it's really Richard Branson. Uh, I've, I've been to his Island nine times. I've spent a lot of time with him. I play tennis with him and the, the way he shows up whenever he's talking to someone, he's in the now he's totally focused on them. He's not distracted. I've very rarely seen him carry a phone. He, he actually, he doesn't even carry a phone. Um, if, if he needs to make a phone call, he'll go uh, somewhere else to make the phone call. Um, I'll give an example. So we, we were playing tennis one day and he would always beat me. <laughs> and I said, Hey, how can you always beat me? He said, I nearly have no stamina. And I, I said, well, what do I do about that? He said, well, start playing singles. And I said, well, I don't really like playing singles. He said, that's why I keep beating you. I went back home and I started playing singles, built up my stamina, came back and I beat him. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't happy. And I said, well, it's your fault, Richard. You taught me how to do that. So he, he got the tennis ball. He went to hit me. I bent over. He hit the ball and it hit my bum. And I said, hey, Richard, that's the best shot you played all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he's so funny about things. And then we went for a, a, a coffee I said, hey, uh, Richard, let me make you a cup of tea. He said, no, Neil, let me make it for you. It would be my pleasure. Now, how humble is that? No, it's, that's amazing. It's uh, definitely serving. It's back to the give, right? And, and giving your time and, and serving people around you. Really? And uh, another example was uh, having dinner with uh, uh, Richard. His uh, chairman was there. Richard was there. I was in the middle next to a, a very, very uh, rich fund manager and his wife. So the fund man man manager was uh, asking questions like, what's the best hotel? What's the best this, best, best wine and everything? You know, like, you know, very money orientated. Then he got a bottle of wine out and he started pouring drinks out for uh, the chairman, Richard. He didn't pour me a drink. He gave himself one and his wife one. And I thought, wow, why would you do that? Yeah. You know, and I could have made a big scene, say, hey, are you, you're leaving the brown guy out. What's going on? And, you know, don't I get one and blah, blah, blah. But this is how people show up. They don't realize it's about relationships. You have to build relations. You have to be kind. You have to be generous. You have to serve other people. Then we were having a conversation and then I wanted to say something, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get a, 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 my, my word in. Mm -hmm. And he stopped everyone from speaking. He said, gentlemen, this man wants to say something. Wow. Wow. What do I say now? You know? <laughs> now you're on stage, right? <laughs> He has that awareness and it's so powerful because the awareness that you have around business should be applied 
to your personal life. The reason your relationship may not be working is because you haven't given your partner enough attention, enough love, enough respect. 100%. Now that, that, that's great. Anil, with this podcast, I, I get the opportunity to, to hear what people are actually reading right now. So I'm really curious, is there any specific book that maybe you're reading now or you read in the last 12 months that, that you'd love to share to our listeners today that, that really maybe gave you new insight? Really, um, I, uh, I haven't read something for a while because I'm working on my second book. But there is one book I absolutely guarantee will make a difference in your life. If you, not, you, But you mustn't read this book. You have to study it. And this book is called Thinker and Grow Rich. It, it is the most powerful manual on success, not just financial success, but personal success. He gives you 17 methodologies, 17 principles that compound each other on how you can lead a richer, fuller, more joyous life. And it's very, very powerful. And it's and it's all doable because he breaks it down for you. You know, a lot of people, uh, for example, um, Jim Rowan uh, asked Tony to read the book. And Tony came back and said, hey, I read the book. And then Jim Rowan said, how many times? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you, know, you can read a book. People think knowledge is power, but it's not unless you implement. So, you know, read this book, then read it chapter by chapter, then implement, implement, implement. And you will achieve more than you ever thought you could achieve because it takes away the doubt and it gives you clarity through awareness. Now, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I, I To be quite honest, over, over, <laughs> over the hundreds of conversations, I think you may be the first one to mention that book. And I do have that book as well. But I think you just reminded me to read it again. So thank you for that. Anil, I know you mentioned that you're working on a second book, so definitely let us know when that when you're about to announce that and uh, when you launch. I'd love to love to share that with the community. But are there any upcoming news milestones? Anything? Any events that you'd love to love to share with us? Uh, actually, I, I'm uh, I, I do a lot of masterminds, private events, but I'm going to be holding an event in early January, uh, where where it'll be a two day event in Orlando, and this is the most incredible experience. You'll see miracles happen before your eyes you'll see people forgive um their parents or their father from 20 or 30 years ago you'll see uh, a father reunited with his child a mother reunited with the child you'll see people find a sense of their mission passion and purpose uh you'll get tools and methodologies on how human beings behave because we were never given a manual and you know we we sabotage our relationships we say the wrong words we say things that we don't mean and we don't know how to say what we really mean. So it's a very powerful event. It's a hands-on event. It's a one-to-one. -one. I'll be there doing the the coaching, the interventions. They're very powerful. I don't know the exact date yet. I've got a manager who's, who's sorting the dates out, but it'll be early January. I'll be happy to, to give you the details later on once I find them out. Yeah, definitely let us know. Let me know for sure. And uh, I'd love to love to share that with you and uh, definitely look to, to try to get there as well, Neil. Can, can I give you some coaching? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so if I said to you, hey, Edwin, I'll try and be on, on, on the call at 10, what would you say to me? What would you feel? I would feel that you may or may not be there at 10. So the word try... It's a very powerful word for the mindset. Do not use that word. Okay. Say you will or you won't, but be firm. I will be there. I'll make every effort to be there as opposed to I'll try and be there. You know, 
uh, I, I'll try and do that for my wife. I'll, I'll try and do that for my son. I'll try and do that for my daughter. Not really. Uh, it, it, catch yourself. So many people, and I'm guilty of it too, use the word try. But just having that awareness and changing one word can make a drastic impact on the mindset. 100%. And thank you for calling me out on that because I call people out on that word as well all the time, Neil. (laughs) I definitely needed that. And and I am a true believer that language is powerful and you have no idea the the, the words that you're using. If you're not even aware of the words that you're using, it's really changing the way, the way your day may go, right? Oh, absolutely. So let me give you an example. I, I would always leave the toothpaste lid off the toothpaste tube and it would annoy my wife. And, I, and I'm really stubborn, so I would do it deliberately. Then one day she said this to me, honey, whenever you leave the lid off the tube, I lose some love for you. Oh, man. Holy moly. <laughs> it's not what she said, it's how she said it. Yeah. And I realized, wow, she's right. Why would I do that? And then I completely changed. It's huge. I mean, and, and and it was the way she said it. It just hit the tone. You're like, oh, I mean, why am I even playing these games, right? Yeah, I had no idea the impact those words had on her. And this is a, a problem for all of us. As Even as leaders, we have no idea the impact we have on people. Sometimes when you say no, people think you're saying no to them. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't know that. But instead of saying no... You could say, hey, would you let me think about that and let me come back to you? That would be a nicer way to handle the situation. But a no often means rejection. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. There's something wrong with me. I don't belong here. And this is what human beings do when they hear that word. That's really huge. And uh, and I was as you were saying that, Anil, I was thinking about my daughter. Like she, And I'm sure you might remember this with your family. That's like every word she says right now. <laughs> and and I have to say, she's not saying no to me. She's, that she's just not agreeing with the situation. And it's every situation. Yeah. And, and the secret is you accept it. You accept her. And that's the definition of love. Uh, love is acceptance. If you accept your daughter, she can get away with everything. <laughs> that's what my wife says. Just being content of your time, I want to make sure uh, I, I'm I'm having a blast, Neil. So uh, I have plenty of time. Yeah. I I want to serve people. I want to serve your listeners. I want to change their lives, your lives, everybody's lives. I'm happy to speak forever. I love it. I love it. Um, and and I might even get you on one day in the future. Uh, the invite is there to join me on some of my live podcasts where where I'd get you as a co-host and we could do specific calls and and we actually uh it's it's pretty amazing i had one recently anil um yesterday and i had 190 live listeners so people are asking us questions i had people actually join us on the call and it's like you could do live coaching it's 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 pretty pretty profound platform that i'm i'm working with uh, some of the founders here in toronto but uh, definitely open to that i wanted to ask you though anil it's a real fun question, and I'm sure you probably know the answer to this, but if I were to ask any of your your team members, past, present, colleagues, business partners, like what's the best leadership quality that Anil has? What do you think they would say? The best leadership quality is to do the right thing. Have integrity. Hands down. Everyone would say we, that, right? I, I don't know what, what everyone would say, but that's something I value a mm-hmm. lot. I, I like 
lead us to be vulnerable, authentic, caring, loving, purpose-driven, mission-driven, and care about the community. Um, because if, if you do the wrong thing as a leader, it, it really does show up and it magnifies. It, it, it's horrific if, if they did something that wasn't in line with the values of the company or the culture of the company. And it's that lack of integrity uh, that really kills culture, kills businesses, uh, kills respect. No, a hundred percent. And and taking the high road, I know uh quick stories on, on my side when you know, when we're working with difficult customers with, you know, high technology projects in the past, I've always tried to take the high road whenever the case was and and sometimes take the responsibility on my on my plate, even though it wasn't there, just to just to show that, you know, I don't want to be keep pointing the finger around the circle. Someone has to take leadership of this and let's just get to the solution, right? Really, and you know, you said something interesting, difficult customers. Really, there aren't any difficult customers. The the reason we say that they're difficult is because they haven't found a solution to their problem. Mm-hmm. So really, are they being difficult? Maybe, but if we found a solution to their uh, issues, would they be difficult? No. So it, it's it's that awareness to, to realize, and also as human beings, we love to be right. Yes. We're very righteous. So if we say, oh, this is a difficult customer, they will be a difficult customer. So let me let me give you an example. Um, so I, I fly a lot, and one day a flight was delayed or cancelled, and everyone was very rude to the uh, service agent. And I, I came up and said, hey, ma'am, look, I know you're very busy. Uh, look, I just want to say, look, the way you're handling this is amazing. Um, I know it's difficult, but if there's any way that you could help me, I would appreciate it. If you can't, I, I'd be willing just to wait. She did everything for me. That's 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 amazing, and it's really it's really understanding and putting your, yourself in in in, uh, in their shoes because as you, it, it brought up a memory for me as well. And it was a recent one, and I was at the grocery store, and you know when the lines are long, Anil, people are really frustrated. People are in a rush, right? And, yeah. and I don't know what came on to myself, but I asked the person, the, the person who is uh, the cash register, says, I, are you new here? He's like, yeah, it's my first day. And I says, so, you're, I, so I told him, I said, you're doing a great job. Don't worry. No one here is in a rush. Everyone behind me heard me say that. And they all look like they relaxed after because everyone, <laughs> everyone's always feels like they're in a rush and they're like, why is this guy taking so long? He doesn't know the codes of the fruit or the vegetables. He has to keep asking people. So when I, when I got up to the line, I'm just, I, I really just asked him, I says, is it, are you new? And it was, it was pretty profound. And I was really impressed that I, I had that awareness actually. And it's a beautiful thing. Now you, you've given the same thought to other people and they might start changing. They might think, you know what? I understand why some people are going through what they're going through. And, you know, the thing is, Edwin, we never know what people are going through. We, you know, we see someone uh, uh, having a problem in their lives, or we don't see it. Someone's mother may have just died. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone's wife may have been diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. or their child. We don't know. And sometimes, you know, we need to get into other people's shoes and just be a little bit more understanding and forgiving. Yeah, no, definitely. 100%. Um, 
And Neil, before we end, I'd love to get some final thoughts, observations. And, and to be quite honest, we've gone over so much. I'm really grateful for your time. But ideally, I'd love, I'd like to leave, with, you know, with our listeners some type of actionable recommendations that, that maybe they could leave from today's conversation to, to those who are either an emerging business leader, you know, moving up within an organization or even an entrepreneur that, that's just growing and scaling now. The number one thing is this, be so great that you cannot be ignored. Show up differently, show up more powerfully, show up with more energy, vitality, show up with a bigger purpose, show up playing big, show up as a new you. Be so great that you cannot be ignored. And if you are ignored, it doesn't matter. This one thing, I promise you, will have a dramatic impact on your business, on your life, in your personal life, your family life. Be so great that you cannot be ignored. Just be this amazing thing. Be this amazing greatness. Be this amazing person. Be unstoppable. Find the greatness in you. Be un- unreasonably uh, kind. Be unreasonably joyous. I love it. That was a mic drop, Anil. Thank you again. To close, Anil, if you could just tell us where we can find more information about you uh, the work you're doing, the events that you'll be handling, or anything else you'd love to share with us today? Um, my website is uh, immediatehappiness.com. My email is anil, A-N-I-L, at immediatehappiness.com. My book is called Immediate Happiness. Um, if My mission is to move, touch, and inspire 1,000 million people. If there's an opportunity to help young people or to speak in front of a, a, an audience, I'd be more than happy to that. I'll fly all over the world. I'm flying to London, Vienna, Frankfurt uh, uh, next month to speak and coach and guide people. Um, I'm available to serve. Anil, thank you for taking the time to join us on the Business Leadership Podcast today. No, Edwin, it's been a pleasure to speak to you and to have met you yesterday. I love your energy. I love your commitment and very grateful to you. Thank you so much. That's it, Biz Leader. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast. That was episode number 85 with Anil Gupta. If you want to learn more about Anil, his work, or anything else we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 085. Our sponsors today are Pongo, a business payment solution that helps remove business payment friction by making payments fast, connected, and easy to use. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Please join me on my free private Facebook group called The Business Leadership Group, where I share daily insights, answer your questions, and connect you with other like-minded leaders. Please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Help me.